All right, all right, all right. I'm Nick Jansen. <laughs> I'm Noah Jansen. I'm Eliza Jansen. And I'm Emily. <laughs> this is Twin Peaks. <laughs> Why did she sound like she it's didn't know us so afraid. Oh, perfect. Gosh, I love movies. Welcome to Twin Peaks, the show where a pair of actual real-life human twins and their sister make a double feature out of two movies that share some kind of tenuous connection and decide which one does its job better. I would like to start this episode. Emily, like, you have a last name. Where was it? Our guest this week, my beautiful friend, beautiful friend Em, does have a last name, but her dad told her not to disclose it on the podcast <laughs> and we're not sure why. Does he think you're going to get stalkers or something? He says, um, <laughs> in case I sound like an idiot, oh, I shouldn't have my last name on it. No. You're the Can we make last... a last name? We'll just have yep. a faux one. Let's call you. it Emily Cinnamon. Yeah. Cinnamon? Yes. Yeah, that's Em's middle name. Oh, Cinnamon. Really? Everyone knows that too. Um, that's so good. Now, this episode oh, that's so funny. is probably the one I'm most excited for ever because oh. we always talk about really rich, dense, heavy Chunky. movies. And whenever, we pick, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. and whenever we pick the movies, I'm always just like, yeah, I'm happy to do that. But in real life, all I watch is shit. And these oh, movies no. are kind of more, well, they are kind, trashy. kind of more yeah. conform to my like, you know, viewing practices. The movies sure. that we're talking about this week are also romantic comedies, which is fitting because happy Valentine's yes. week. It's coming up. It's, it's Valentine's, Valentine's week. week. Are you, do you guys have a fun little date planned for Valentine's Day or is this a really sad conversation to get into? Oh. I'm a bit, I'm, yeah. I'll get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'll get back to you. Emma, what are you doing? Two weeks. Oh. We can do two weeks together. Two enough time. Yeah, oh, have a Valentine's okay. Day. We'll have a Valentine's Day. Oh, that's a nice bit of bottomless brunch. Yeah. yeah. I think we did that, that last year and we watched the worst movie ever. What do you what? watch? Gold Class. Oh, yeah. We went it's and really saw... Um, what was it? A Simple Favour? No. No. Because no, that's we a good movie. M talks about A Simple Favour all the time. It's a good movie. For those of you who don't know, A Simple Favour is that Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively movie. We watched it together and we... Like it was so bad. It was. It gets awful. better with time, though. You have yeah. to process what's like going on. It's like a fine wine. Emma's yeah. been like meditating on it for weeks. It's like a fine wine. The fine wine that you'll be sipping on Valentine's. You're gonna enjoy it. Yes. <laughs> well, this week we are talking about ten things I hate about you and how to lose a guy in ten days. Yeah. Em brought one that. of these movies to the table. Love how to lose a guy in ten days. Why is that? Why did you want to talk about this movie? Um, because I always want to talk about this movie. I yeah. love this movie. I think it's like. The best movie ever. It's such Aww. an easy watch. It's so timeless. It yeah. Kate Hudson's so pretty. So pretty. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> it's so cute. Yeah. Like, it's true. It's true. There's nothing not to like about man. that yeah. movie. I, I agree. It was one of the more, most convenient picks we've ever had because I had watched it for the first time, like, the day before making yeah. It was like, Em's coming on and we're going to talk about How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. And I was like, gladly. Yeah. I'd love to. Yeah. This is like... If Em's coming on the podcast, we had to talk about how Lizzie Guy in 10 days. I would come it's on just your thing. <laughs> so, Aww. 10 Things I Hate About You has some like stiff competition. But the connection I should um, yeah. flag with everyone is between these two films, apart from the fact that 10 is conveniently in the title of both of these films. 10's across the board. 10's across the board. Um, is also that both films involve sort of like these, like, like. I don't know, this like weird betting sort of like as a bet yeah. what gets them to together with the people that they end up with. It's and like, I mean, one yeah, of them is based on this. Taming of the Shrew and yeah. it is like a really shakespeare thing to be like, I wager that I can make her fall in love with me and stuff. Yeah. And then they obviously do fall in love. Like that's such a classic rom-com. Like, yeah. The second yeah. the setup's present, you, it's, it's as with any it's rom-com, the setup. the setup completely dictates what the ending is, but it's about the journey. It's about how we get there. Exactly. Well, let's start that journey. Let's do let's it. Let's start Damn it. With I, oh, I always say let's do it. Yeah, oh, he does. sorry. He does. <sighs> we but we wouldn't do it if you didn't prompt us I to. I always say let's do it. Well, let's just do it then. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. 
10 Things I Hate About You is a 1999 American romantic comedy starring Julia Stiles, beautiful Heath Ledger, Rip. Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Larissa Olenek. Olenek? Sure. Am I saying that right? It also features the girl Maureen from um, Centre Stage who I always forget that it's her and then every time I watch this movie I'm like, it's oh my good. God, it's Maureen. <laughs> Which is weird stage. for me because in Centre Stage my thing with her is I'm always like, you're not a very good actress but it must be that you're an amazing dancer so that's why you're in this movie. Yeah. And then in this I'm like, Oh, no, you're also an actress. You're just not very good. Oh, I don't like her. She's always so, like, moany. Anyway, um, it is also directed by Gil Junga, who we were just remarking about the fact that he has done literally nothing else. This is it pretty much for him. Like, it's a good one to have done. Yeah, it's quite impressive. Like, this film is still really Even relevant. Di- like, direction-wise, I feel like it's pretty I don't efficient. think it's well-directed, actually. Oh, really? In what yeah. time? Was- I don't think... We can get... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I just thought it was poorly so, yeah. directed. Yeah, well, well, what was everyone's experience of this film? Em, I want to start with you. Did you <laughs> know course. this movie at all before we... Of course I knew this movie. Oh, Patrick, sorry. You live in God. a rock. Okay. <laughs> 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 I don't live in a rock. Right under a rock. <laughs> Anywhere in the vicinity of a rock. <laughs> So I did know this movie. Of course I knew this movie. I've seen this movie before. Um, I like it. It's fun. It's an easy watch. It still feels like it could have been made like a few years ago, even though it's really old. Um, Like we were one when that came out. Scary. Scary Um, thought. Is this like up there? There's so many like teen movies that are like Shakespeare. Like is this better for you than trends? Yeah, seriously. Mm. I wish it would come back. Like this and what else? She's the man. She's the man. No, that's not Shakespeare, but still, like, no. the thing of, like, taking a classic literature and yeah. adapting Coolest, it. Yeah. I like it. I think it's, like, a good way to, like, get kids, like, Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's a great way into a classic. I do think I probably prefer She's the Man, though. Over, right. over 10, 10 Things I Hate About, about you. you. I wonder if that's because She's the Man was, like, when we were, like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah we were a little bit we older. Teens, so we were a bit yeah. older. Whereas you kind of needed, like, a cool older person to make you watch 10 Things yeah. I Hate About You. Yeah, it's sort of like a bit of a vintage pick for us. Like, we We are going to sound ridiculous w- calling yeah. 10 Things I Hate About You a vintage, vintage pick. pick. We love the oldies. <laughs> this is yeah. my podcast week. I chose these movies. I can say what I want. Um, what about you guys? You, We I would was, all have the I same experience say, with I this movie. I feel weird that, like, this uh, – to me, the two, like – we grew up with all those sleepover watches, like the Lizzie McGuire movie yeah. and like yeah. all those kind of things. The yeah. two that I missed that everyone is like, what? You didn't watch that growing up? Uh, Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging. Oh my God. Oh, that's, that's, late period, that's a bad one to and miss. This. So that's what I mean. Like people like always talk about this movie. Like especially yeah. like Darcy, like my girlfriend talks about it all the time. She's like, oh, what? That wasn't one of your... No. Like she's stunned mm. that I'm not yeah. that familiar with this film. Yeah. This was like the first... I, I remember bits and pieces. I remember the very ending where the camera pans up and the band's on the roof. Yeah. yeah. And I know Heath Ledger on the uh, doing um, Can't Take My Eyes Off You. Yeah. And that, that was about it. I We did it. <laughs> I used to watch it with Anastasia quite a bit, like one of my best mates, and then we did it as a play in yeah, high school. Yeah, I remember. And I was Alice and Jenny's character. Yeah. I was like the – What? Her name's like Miss Pinky. Did it as a yeah, play. The, the, yeah, we did it for house like to a play that well. Yeah, it no, did. it was like the house corals. <laughs> it didn't. At our, like, old yeah, school, you had to do, like, in. an existing text and then, like, sort yeah, of Yeah, and we sang, I want you to want me and – we have, I love you, baby. And if it's yeah. quite good choices, right. I think if you're thinking yeah. of this movie in terms of like the scene, like you think like the first scene that you would mention is, from this film is when he flips star making moment, star making <sighs> moment, mo- moment. My favorite <laughs> part of him in the movie in a movie where I don't like him. <gasps> oh my god! I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, yeah, I know. I know. Okay, let's me. start with that because we need to talk about, about that. Hate. Okay, well you guys will go first, and then I'll say my thoughts. Maybe you'll change mine. Yeah, Heath Ledger. So I think it, it's kind of un-Australian of you to say that you don't like yeah, Heath Ledger. Yeah, what the I love Heath He's Ledger. He's a national treasure. I, d- I never mentioned not liking Heath Ledger. I said in this movie I was confused on the first watch because I was like... Oh, the performance. The performance. I oh. think I, I think he's clearly doing the cool, like, you know, dropout... Bad boy. Bad yeah. boy thing. And I like that, like, you know, it turns into, like, you slowly discover more about him and he's like, oh, all those stories about me are bullshit. But... I feel like, I don't know, like uh, uh, particularly accent-wise, he takes me out of he it so much. It. He says he's lived in America and Australia. It yeah. doesn't work. It, I, I I'm so detached from him the whole time. <laughs> I think like there is a clumsiness to his performance and in that song it's the best moment because he's not a great singer. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I know completely. Of it's very course the best thing like about that. that. In the rest of his performance? No, like in the rest of his performance clumsy? it feels 
like miss it, it feels non-specific like in that bit it feels like yeah. the idea is that he's like oh i'm not good at this i'm being silly no. and stuff in the rest of the film i just don't really believe him. i think he seems like a real guy that you could go to school with and fantasize about and be like oh my god he's so edgy and dangerous and cool and scary oh, i'm like, close oh. to backing away but i i did when i watched <laughs> this film i really was like oh no, i didn't get the heath thing in this yeah i don't know i didn't really think about it that much if i'm honest oh um, really it didn't draw well, like I like Julia Stiles much. More. I didn't think. Well, she's great. Definitely. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't have considered Heath to have been like a standout performance. Like, I didn't walk away being like, wow, that was like, like he's such a, a well done job. Whatever, yeah. But it also didn't detract my attention in a negative yeah. way. Yeah. It doesn't distract That's from true. It's yeah, not a horrible performance. The There's just yeah. such a like talk about it as like, yeah. you know, with Heath, we essentially say like the Joker for like the dark, like incredible, like serious dramatic acting work and then for the charm and authenticity we say 10 things i hate about you and i didn't get that like i do with other films of his i, I think, think he's charming i definitely I think, he's think he's charming. Charming. i've, I've just sure. preferred there's him just in literally everything else him. i've ever seen him in yeah i would agree i think there's like a I real think he's realness at, like, to him a knight's tale <laughs> yeah really yeah. why wow, can't you be good <laughs> i do wonder as well though if i am a little bit biased because i'm much more of a joseph gordon levitt girl i literally used to be obsessed with joseph yeah. gordon levitt but he's so if i watch this movie he's such a dork in this movie he's like 14 like he, he's teeny dweeby. Should we run but through I the would... plot real quick? Oh yeah. So it, um, sorry. So tell me <laughs> okay. about you. Um, it follows here. Let's let's do the quick rundown. It follows Cameron, who's like a new student at like this high school. It's called Padua High School in Seattle, and he becomes smitten with popular sophomore Bianca Stratford. Ooh. But he finds out through his new friend Michael that she is um. She can't date. She can't date because of her really strict father. And so then they sort of arrange for, like, they find out that she will be allowed to date if her older sister, the shrewish cat, um, dates as well. So, like, if cat dates, then Bianca can too. So then Joseph Gordon Levitt's character, Cameron, sort of organizes for this bad boy character played by Heath Ledger to date cat for money. And. Yeah, that's kind of like the whole bet behind it and that's sort of the plot that gets everyone, connects everyone, but then they all end up falling in love and it's all very convenient and, Ooh, yeah. I would be surprised if anyone listens to this and hasn't doesn't yeah, know the movie, know yeah. if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, what do you think about the idea, we touched on it, but appropriating a text, an existing text, for, like, you know, a teen audience so that it's more relatable? Yeah. I think a lot of those like plays and really complex books really suit high school because high school is like that. Um, no, I've never read Taming the Shrew. I haven't either. I haven't either. I've read it before for for acting or something. So I have no idea how closely it's I think all the like, especially with Shakespeare, it's always about like characters falling in and out of love and like coming from different kingdoms. (laughs) Like there's all this like really hyper like, fizzy, flirtatious, like changing of fortunes and stuff. And it's like, that's high school, man. Like everyone has one and they like ping from person to person. Totally. One of my favourite things about the movie, like probably my favourite thing is the writing. Like I think wherever I feel like most teen films kind of stop at like the base level plot function of something like a Shakespeare, it kind of is, I think it translates like the comedy and cheekiness into really funny scenarios. Like I think every scene has a little added extra flavour that another like teen movie would have stopped at. Like I think about when Heath goes to like the the club that's like only women and then the music stops and he's like, you're so sexy. Like yeah. as the music stops. And I'm like, uh, stuff like that, I feel like, I don't know, that sounds silly to say, but I feel like it actually translates the comedy and wit of a Shakespeare quite well, yeah. as well as being, I feel like it's quite endearing for me at this point to be like, oh, here's a film that illustrates the difference between men and women in a not gross way where it's not just like women are crazy men and dudes like don't know how to like don't talk to each other like if anything i was kind of like oh yeah there are endearing qualities to being Mm. like at an age where you're like i don't understand the other gender like i don't understand those boys and And the boys are like how do you get these girls like plotting and scheming to get to it made a thing that it's very hard to make me find endearing very endearing yeah of men like scheming to get together with a girl I kind of I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Thought about yeah, yeah. There's like a childlike like silliness. Like it's kind of like yeah, it's all fun and games and yeah. It seems more juvenile and almost endearing. It's like almost like takes you back to when you were like eight. Yeah, like (laughs) after the boys in the playground, give them a kiss on the cheek, and then like and that was all like cute and fun. And then yeah, there's something so yeah, and as well, I think. Well, if we talk about what this film's trying, like setting out to achieve, I don't think it's trying to like 
it's a romantic comedy. It's not making big, bold statements mm. about like this is how men and women relate to each other, but yeah. it's kind of doing this thing where, you know, not as a consequence of any like really strained effort, but we kind of find out more about these characters in the fun moments. Like yeah. you have fun little silliness between, you know, like Cat and Heath Ledger's character where they're like playing paintball and stuff and so like cute. all this all these kind of like juvenile teenage romance. Those are the charming moments in the film that sort of heighten like the tension. Like you really are mm. rooting for these characters. Yeah, yeah. That sells it to me. I think they totally. seem like a real couple. Like I think oh, the yeah. Seattle I think it's setting cast very well. Yeah, it makes adds to it. Where you're like, I feel like I could be walking around like a grungy, cool neighborhood and see these two kids like making out against a wall. Or something. Yeah, like, they look like they match, and you see what they can get from each other. I think there's also something really nice about the fact that this film does feel really like 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Her like metal ball necklace. Yeah. It's like so nice. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I'm obsessed with the music in this like era of film. Like it's just- You're like I'm, really I'm, like, starting oh, to get into really I'm like a real pop punk. Yeah, it's really dumb. My car's like the dumbest place to be at the moment if you want to listen to bad music. Like yeah. I just love this trash. Like it's so funny to me. Aww. I feel like we've been like pretty positive so far. Is there anything that really like stands out Yeah, I'm getting out bad in vibes movie. from Eliza. Yeah. She does not like really film. That's yeah. I'm ready for I'm it. I'm interested that you really like the comedy because I was on this watch was not impressed by it. I feel like a lot of the jokes so sit way too long. And like, it's like mm. the jokes, it's almost like a TV sitcom. Like they wait for a response from you. Like when um, Michael gets a dick drawn on his face, oh, yeah. the joke is so much more protracted than it should be. And the punchline is he's like, it's one of the characters, I have a dick drawn on my face, don't I? And then he like stares at the camera for like three seconds. Yeah. I was like, cut, 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 come on. Yeah. Next scene. Like, yeah, that's kidding? an example of yeah. one of those things. But I think like, I think, when I think about the comedy, I think about someone like the party scene, which goes like little side gag, side gag, yes, side gag, side really gag. Works. And I'm like, yeah. oh, it's so charm. Like uh, my favourite one in the whole movie is the party is being held at like the place with the posh guy. Oh, and there's like, 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 and there's, like a knock at the door. He's like, that'll be Nigel with the Brie. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy's waiting there with the Brie and like every, like the entire party like shoves him inside. <laughs> It's yeah. so funny. Stuff like that I love. Yeah. 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 I don't know that I am distracted that much from just, like the film's intention by any moments like that. Yeah. Well, we've already done Mean Girls on the podcast and comparing it to like Clueless and Mean Girls, which I think have really genius, really Such quick tight comedy. Yeah. Like I think this one just by comparison feels a bit slower and looser. Yeah, maybe the writing isn't like as tight. And like, you know, we looked at the breakfast, we're going to look at the breakfast club, I think. And that movie the thing that John Hughes really nails about teenagers is he manages to make them have all the complexity and like depth that adults have, but they still talk like teenagers. Yeah, in their own vernacular. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this movie did the opposite where all of their feelings felt very adolescent, but they spoke in an unrealistic way that I didn't think didn't. Yeah. Is that wasn't born from the fact that it, it is Shakespeare? Yeah, but the Shakespeare bits work for me. Like when Joseph Gordon-Levitt at the start is like, I pine, I burn, I perish. You're like, yeah. that's so weird, but neat. Like, yeah, yeah, I wish kids talked like that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Em, is there anything that stands out to you that you're like, yeah, this distracts me from like the fun of the film? Or like, um, I do think there's an interesting conversation to be had around feminism and how yeah. Kat is like a super feminist, but she kind of really looks down on Bianca and her like silly, girly, yeah. Almost ways of thinking about boys. Like her feminism being positioned as like a, what's like holding her back or, some, or something. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I agree with you there where it's kind of that whole second wave sentiment where it's like, oh, like if you enjoy pretty things and you are you're like holding more, us back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like yeah. you're holding back like the, sec, like the feminist pursuit or whatever. And that's actually a really interesting point that you made, Noah, that when she like is seen to ha- like abandon her mm. feminist ideas, that's when she like is celebrated in the movie. Like, did you get pick up on that? Where like, she's like, you know, lighter and like less heavy and intense. When she just like lets a boy chase after her. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. when it's like. And they like celebrate her for that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's like, why can't we reconcile with both of those things a little bit better? Yeah. I think there's like a bit of a, bal- a dis- disbalance. Yeah. Um, Unbalance. Imbalance. Um, imbalance. imbalance. <laughs> I think there's like a bit of an imbalance between like how like sh- the ideal of what like the world is with her sister and like her sister can't like think that it's fun to chase after a boy or have a boy chase after her. Like all of that is like the worst thing in the world, but isn't like the idea of being so anti like interested like isn't that in itself like a really anti-feminism? Yeah, yeah. Kind of all the teen movies attitude? that we talk about, like the, uh, next week's episode, all of them counter like 
by the end, they say the exact opposite thing than yeah. the point they They're were like, initially but you trying to make. Settle down. Like, yeah. like Mean mm-hmm. Girls did it. Uh, Breakfast Club will do it in, in next week's episode. Like, so many of these movies just like I guess position yeah. one statement as like the right thing, but then like in the actions of the film, mm. also go. But that's dumb, and we don't have a solution to Is it, it and it's too hard. Teens won't watch a movie being like, "You should do the right thing," like for ninety yeah. minutes, but <sighs> it still has to end that way. Especially because in this film, the, right thing, yeah. the cast yeah. of characters is like everyone's so charming and funny and has their own little weird quirky things, and mm. every actor is so full of personality, and I love watching them all. And then the main character is positioned as this like dumpy, like like a big shrew. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, ew, why like why is that what she has to be for in order for your plot to function? Yeah, that's a really interesting point. I feel like everyone's Cat Strafford now. I yeah, feel like and I love it. Makes it makes her jokes really work because the casting is so spot on. Like Julia Stiles is so mature mm. that she where I don't want to rag on another actress like uh-huh. to make Julia Stiles sound better, but the Bianca character is so underdeveloped. And when she tries to deliver a really witty or like talky line, you're like, oof, okay, you memorize that pretty well from the script. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas Julia Stiles makes it seem like she's like, like yeah, like when she's reciting her the like, poem. She is yeah. so yeah. good. She's so emotive. I feel like, like her career hasn't blossomed like, like it should have. Like, I agree. I, feel like she I don't even better. know anything else that she's been She was in Hustlers. Last she's in year. Hustlers. Oh, yeah. I really liked that movie. <laughs> oh, so did I. I no, you didn't. didn't. But I didn't know <laughs> oh, she was in it. Me for what it. was your. What that was, was his shit, Anthony but she hated it. It was in his. It was your shit, but shit, wasn't it? Yeah. I think it was a shit, but good. Thank you. That's what I said, too. This is why you're on the podcast. Welcome. I think with the thing of her being a shrew like you're saying like at the start it's seen as this really negative thing that she has to change but I think like for the amount that all the characters in this movie talk about the women's pregnancy and period and stuff I'm like oh my god I'll be so shrew like, <laughs> yeah. they're always like wow are you PMSing you should take the yeah. period pill or like yeah. the dad is always talking about them getting pregnant it's like yeah. why is yeah, everyone so obsessed with like, this I feel like that's a real body. attitude though of the like 90s of the era yeah like right. it was like Oh, oh you're grumpy, like, the- obviously you're on your period. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah that's so that's true. true. It wouldn't fly mm. now, I don't No think. way, oh, my God. <laughs> I guess, yeah, for, like, one of my first experiences with it in full, I guess, like, I've obviously seen bits and pieces and stuff, was more, like, I was just very charmed. Like, I did laugh a fair bit and I was really charmed by it. I, It did, as you said, like, we've talked about, further affirmed for me that, like, Shakespeare works so well when translated in this forum. I, yeah. I think we could also talk a bit about, like, the, like, look and like grandness of like even just like the surroundings I think feel very Shakespearean like I love mm. this school it looks like this giant fucking mansion like, and like <laughs> even just direction wise like the way it's edited allows you I want you to elaborate on why you don't uh. like the direction because I feel like it's like much more elaborate than a teen movie like warrants really? I guess I don't know, just in parts, I felt. No, it just felt I don't think like so. TV Not directing. Like I think it just pans cool a little bit more than most other TV yeah, movies. Valid. I don't think it was like, you know, yeah. flashy. I don't, I don't flashy, remember it. Yeah. I'm not remembering this movie for its direction. I'm remembering it because it's fun and I had a fun time watching it, but like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that there's like a lot more to say about its direction. Actually, I think that just the romance is so successful. Yeah, and that's like the payoff that you want. But yeah. the film the that we are comparing it to has the most crackling oh. romance that okay, they ever was. Let, let the me best oh my God. I'm so excited. <laughs> all right, let's let's talk about our next movie. I can feel we're all a bit yeah, antsy I'm ready. to do it. Let's talk about how it's going ten days. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days is a 2003 romantic comedy film directed by Donald Petrie, Petrie maybe? It stars the amazingly stunning Kate Hudson. She is so hot in this movie. Her hair is so shiny. She's perfect. She's perfect the in this yellow film. Dress. The goddamn yellow the dress. The yellow dress. The yellow dress. Oh, it's canary. It's a canary and it it's is gorgeous. I don't think it's that bright. Is it a gold? It's, I would call it like a, call a it lemon. Sav Blanc. Oh, no. I, Lemon's more citrusy. It, it is quite citrusy, but it's silky, which means oh. it has white overtones. It sticks but Meg, with me. But Meg, who's her co-star? It's the beautiful, beautiful. Matthew McConaughey. Hunky, 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 all right, hunky, all right, hunky. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> He's so hunky. And this duo, they have so much chemistry and that's why they keep getting cast in stuff together. Well, this and Fool's Gold. I can't wait to talk about Fool's Gold. <laughs> I think that actually well, might Fool's be. Well, Fool's Gold is a classic like a example now. of like, well, to me, the Fool's Gold thing interestingly reflects this film of like, I am going to pick this film. I'm just going to tell you. I <laughs> fucking love this film. All this film has for me is 
the chemistry, the electric nature of the relationship between those two. And I don't blame Hollywood for being like, since literally just that held up an entire film before, we could do it with Fool's Gold. Didn't work that time. But (laughs) they we need to lead this conversation about those two people. They're amazing. Well, let me just start by explaining what it's about. (sighs) What Hallie's Downtown Days is about. Get on with it. No, I'm kidding. So Andy Anderson is a how-to girl. Um, M's Instagram live for the longest time was Andy Anderson, my how-to girl. And yep. no one really questioned it. Everyone was just like, okay. Because why would you question it? It's also, like, but it's not funny. It rolls it's off just... the tongue. It's funny if you say it. Like it might not be as funny for people reading it, but I think it's only <laughs> funny for, for me, you. Andy Anderson, my how-to girl. Also, like with The Devil Wears Prada as well, this is like our second journalist called yeah, Andy. Andy. And what is that what about? Is that? I think it's to show that they're like down to earth, like they have a guy yeah. name. Yeah. It's like, it's that's such cool. a thing. It is cool. And Andy Anderson, very, very <laughs> and so is what's his name? Like Barry. Ben. Ben. Ben, ben Barry. Benjamin, Benjamin Barry. Ben yeah. Barry. Is it problematic to us that it's Andy Anderson and Benjamin Barry? They're going to like turn into superheroes or something. Like Bruce Banner. They are superheroes to me. But Andy is a writer for the women's magazine Composure. She does like the how-to columns. It's like how to like move into an apartment in two days or like how to do this. And then she is tasked, or she really wants to like foray into like. <laughs> she wants like to write serious pieces. Politics, she wants to write about religion, economics, and economics. Religion and that's and the poverty. last she talks about it. She just says, I want to um, write about religion, politics, poverty. And she, the article she's written that doesn't get accepted is called How to Create Peace in Tajikistan. And then she's <laughs> like, really? solved it. Really? She saved us all. Um, but to accomplish as much, to get to those serious topics, she's like, okay, I have to have like one big hit piece. She, so she decides to write an article entitled How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Um, she'll start dating a guy and she wants to drive him away using classic mistakes that women make to sort of teach them what not to do. And then at the very same time, there's this very high-flying advertising executive, Ben Barry, and he's trying to pitch a diamond campaign to this like diamond company and he bets to win this account with, like against rivals in his own company that he could make any woman fall in love with him if he wanted to, which I'm sorry, Matthew McConaughey could do. Yeah. So I'm not that I troubled I would not bet against it. him on that. Yeah. No is way, this, that's a is bad Is this your favourite movie of all time? Yeah. Um, I want you to tell if you me don't why. say yes, I will be shook. I don't know what my favourite movie of all time is, don't so go. yes. Oh. <laughs> wow, what a passionate oh. defence of this I really <laughs> like this movie. I watch this movie a lot. Yeah. When except she, I'm... <laughs> Yeah, if I'm John. He's all boss baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, God. I do I do really like the this. Boss movie. baby is too complicated to watch hungover. It's, it's so convoluted. convoluted. It There's so much plot to that Yeah, film, I mean yeah. some of us though we can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> Are there bits that you don't like? Like when you're having a comfy watch of it, you're no. like, oh, go through this bit. I, no, of it? none of it. I love it all. I think it's really funny. I think there's like Someone really created ample opportunity for Matthew McConaughey to get his shirt off. Like oh, that yeah. scene that at was the someone's when job he's just like script. taking his shirt off yeah. in the yeah. office. Yeah. And you're like, why is this happening? But I'm not angry about no, it. No, I'm not angry. Um, it works for me. Yeah, I love the movie. I think it's really easy. I think it's got like a smart, like it comes together in a smart way. Like for a while, if you haven't seen it, you're kind of thinking, Mm, how's this gonna end? Oh. These guys hate each other. It just kind of like comes together, and yeah. it, like you obviously know they're getting together, but you're like, how? Yeah. Um, I I love this movie. I have, I'm not saying it's like the most artistic, like. No, it's a great. No, 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 there is no, absolutely, no. and this is what I have been harping on about every in. in off mic all the time. I'm like, I love a comfy watch. That mm. is what I lean towards as a viewer. I just want to watch something that, yeah, I can like make dinner when I'm watching it and yeah. I know it well enough that I can just have fun with it and I don't have to like, you know, really pay attention or really invest myself or like have a big sook. And that's this movie to a T. Yeah, so why do you watch Olympus has fallen and White House down, huh? No, I wanted the to watch this. <laughs> now we are. My big one with this is like, I, th- th- this is, in the timeline of my life, <laughs> this is a film where, like, the pure star power of, like, watching people and just being, like, Get I'm over this. having the best time watching you and, like, your relationship you together flirt, means yeah. that I have overcome the inherent sexism of this concept, mm. which is just, like, yeah. I'm going to be a crazy woman. And, and he's, like, 
oh yeah, I'm just like a I hunky just want to watch dude. Yeah, he's gonna yeah, play literally. poker with his friend. Like, yeah, the whole yeah. first half of that of this movie is just like really gross shenanigans. Gender politics. Yeah, yeah it's gender literally politics. Just, this is like textbook I gender politics. I never felt uncomfortable with any yeah. of it because no, I'm just like, it's not none of that's okay. But, but they also are just it's so, so ridiculous. Like her behavior is just like beyond like it's normal. such an exaggeration. He does put up with like a put lot. up with yeah. Um, but that's even but such a gender political like, thing. Yeah. Where, like he puts up with her doing yeah. this, like what being she, emotional. Yeah. But it's not like he's exaggerating his masculinity to freak her out. He's just being a normal guy. Like the movie wants us to he's think like, like will just come he's just on yeah. his best behavior. He's just yeah. a good guy. Yeah. And it also is like instead of her being like I don't know, like like everything that she does to be like this is such a turn off for guys. Is her exaggerating like a feminist, like a feminine trope? Yeah, but it doesn't like, like answer that. It doesn't like or... it doesn't like counter that with being like that's wrong. It just yeah. says like those things are crazy, but it this time it was fake because it's like yeah. she's actually not like that. She loves it's literally the cool girl monologue. Yeah, it Gone is the, girl. Yeah. she's like I do love basketball. <laughs> I love hot dogs. I love beer. I am a cool, down to earth girl. Yeah, and then she like freaks him out by being the opposite. No, but is, like, he nightmare, still loves her. In, like falls in love with her in spite of that though. Because think about how many days they have he has so much of like a significant portion Ten of these days. days with her she's being this woman eliza jansen my old sister yeah. is seen in this film okay we have had the first half of the movie exclusively is being like how could you love this woman they literally seem so unhappy yeah. they go to Stat- where they go? Stat- 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 they go to Staten Island. Stat- they play bullshit. They have family. to serve the function. Bullshit. Literally, <laughs> Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson have to serve. They are given horrible material of. You have to convince us that they now love each other in like one scene but in a they shower, such a great and job. they so do good. it, no. and I love right. it, and I don't mind. I, I don't care at all. This couple stays together for a couple months, then they realize they're not compatible and break up forever. Oh, what do I think about? Don't even bring it up. Angie and Ben don't last. That's fine. Oh, we got like okay a beautiful movie out of it. It's about the journey. It's yeah. about like the love story yeah. and like yeah. I, I do think they last. But okay, I mean, it, it definitely is like a perfect version. Like, don't of, cry because it's over. Smile because it happens. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely is a perfect version of like we you know like we have talked before about how scary it is that like rom coms entirely support like what is now a very unhealthy mm. worldwide perception of love as like you know. No rom-com is about what happens at the end of, like, after they get together. Yeah. It's just about, like, mm, when you find your cute. person, they're your person, and, like, it's done. But it's nice it fully to watch subscribes like to that. that. And yeah. I was going to say, this film yeah. makes me be like, oh, I get it. Oh, it's so easy. Yeah, just oh. put yourself, like, in, like, embrace that reality for, yeah. like, two hours. Just and lap it up. Back to normal life. Why can't cinema be escapism? MQ4 I just think this I love that. You said my last name. We're going to beep it out. No, it's okay. Present. It's okay. <laughs> Emily, Let's keep it. Listen, this file it probably worked out. It's me by the content of like what I'm saying anyway. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> like, oh, also, um, in last week's episode, we said next week we'll have a special guest. Oh, we'll have to yeah. beat that uh, too. No, we can't. It's, it's out. Sorry. It's out in the world. Oh, All right. Shit. Everyone knows my last Guys, name. Guys, her name's Emily. <laughs> Follow me on Instagram. <laughs> we would be like oh such god. shit, like witness so protection so people. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, we'd be like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's honestly fine. I don't know what my dad's on about. Oh. He thinks you're gonna be a big star, and then this is gonna like come back to haunt you or something. No, mm, you don't think so? Well, I don't know. Well, come back to like boost you up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this crazy clip. No, nah, it's um, fine. Yeah, well, I was about to say. I feel like this movie, when people say they hate rom coms, or when a dude is like, "I'm not gonna watch a rom com," this is what they're picturing. Yeah, yeah. this is like the epitome of like mid two thousands, super exaggerated, unbelievable rom com where like the relationship between the characters is such a like birthday card yeah. kind of relationship. Like the mm. dudes are like, I love boobies, I love beer. And the girls are like, oh, I love you. Like yeah. super Even like hyper what's the name girly of her friend? high strong. Um, oh, the yeah. like one who's The one who kind of inspires it. Even Catherine. like the way that, that she's actress. like styled in the movie. Like yeah. she wears those like big dresses yeah. with like yeah, the like big skirt and friend. like the floral pattern. Yeah, she's little cardigans everywhere. on. Yeah. Yeah, like even the way she's dressed is like super like, I don't know, it makes her seem like really like uncool compared yeah, to almost Andy like, who's yeah. like wearing like yeah. Just like, like that's such yeah. a rom-com thing that they have their friends, like the guy's friends are like, bro, when are you going to hit that? And, and then the like, girls yeah. two boys and, and like two crying. girls. Like, yeah. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. Like, and then they interact, the friends interact or whatever. Yeah. yeah. This is all very true. I guess I reckon we should just compare the pics. I think it. we know what we're going to say, but let's just do it. I'm ready. <laughs>
Now it is time to compare the picks. Kids, what are we thinking? I want to start by asking what are each of these films trying to do? Because I think they're trying to do pretty similar things. Yeah, I think they're meant to make you like believe in the central relationship and feel like you want them to get together despite all the funny scheming and like surface level rom-com shenanigans. Yeah, I think both of these (laughs) in terms of like how you market these films, how we remember these films, Mm. it is that like kind of easy watching sort of popcorn-y movie Mm. but in Mm. sort of the best way. Like like you have just said, Eliza, like when you think of rom-com when guys like you know, rip into rom-coms, they're ripping into these kinds of movies. I think also both movies have, even in their titles, both have like a sarcastic thing of being like, love stinks. And then the movie is like, but actually love is beautiful. Even in like the posters, like both of them are sort of like, they're like the guy and the girl back to back being like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look, I I was being dramatic for entertainment value. I of course (laughs) recognise, I want to say my, my, Big thoughts in regards to the how to lose a guy in 10 days situation is, as Eliza said, it is the literal epitome of the problems of this like genre and like the bad parts of it in that like it presents a very one-sided perspective of a very complex thing that is love. Just not a healthy relationship. Exactly. But I think it also, if anything, like we talk a lot about that, like when something's formulaic, every now and then you'll watch something that, does the formula so perfectly that you're like, that's why it exists in the yeah. first place. This film inspires, in like it literally makes me, how, uh, 10 Things I Hate About You, like I had fun with it, whereas like you can hear the change of tone in my voice yeah. when I talk about how yeah. much I believe like the in Matthew McConaughey yeah. and Kate Hudson. Just that, yeah. Em, you were saying like it serves a function in your life, like it is like a comfort blanket yeah. and stuff. Oh, but it's literally, also like yeah. almost like we can... Like, it's so almost ridiculous the way she behaves in, like, the first half that it is almost, like, satirical in a way. Like, I feel like it's kind of similar to Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. Where it's like, this is... So ridiculous. So ridiculous that it kind of takes away. You can't really be offended Yeah, you can't really be offended. Like, you kind of can't care enough about... You don't know (laughs) how easily offended I am. I'm, like, amazing at it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's... Yeah, you have to watch it. You can't watch this thinking yeah. about that. Like if you're going to watch it, just like watch it for what it is. Yeah, um, I, I think I take that. But I do think well. that 10 Things I Hate About You is different. I think that you can read more into that. I think it's got like a lot more going on under the surface. Yeah, the like this is just what it is. I agree, um, but I don't think that that is, you know, a fault of it. Like no. I think hmm. this, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, more than most films is just like a feat of casting. Mm. Like this is such an accomplishment, like how much chemistry these two actors have together in this movie. It does feel like a Hepburn and Tracy kind of thing. Yeah, it's like you guys got this pairing just so right. This is a thing that also like 10 Things I Hate About You does very well. Like I think that's an extremely well-cast film, but in a different sense. In the kind of sense where like you watch a film with young actors and you're like, Oh my god! Like these guys would have had a great time filming. They would have like, hmm. like Become you know, they're so the young, they're so yeah. like up and coming. You know, whereas How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days has that thing. If you're like star, star, mm. like you just look at two people and you're ex- like, you've arrived. Like yeah. this is your people. you've arrived, and yeah. like their explosive chemistry and just like yeah. how they bounce off each other. Again, like I think it's a genuine entertainment part of this film for me is like I find it fun watching them navigating the material and being yeah. like, I can't believe that you sold you would the little dick jokes. Like yeah. Yeah. Hudson like chows into those stupid oh. jokes and makes them actually funny. The script God, regularly so, the script like, regularly makes the yeah. just do it. Yeah. Whatever. The script regularly makes them go from A to Z without anything in between. And they yeah. always do it. Like yeah. they always do it. And I'm like you should not like logically be able to do that. I just think like for the first 40 minutes of the movie, like the thing is she's going to meant to like fuck up their relationship and be unbearable. And her tactic is to do the same thing five times in a row is to distract him while he's watching the big game. Yeah. It's like, yeah. they really couldn't be more creative. And like, even just yeah, that joke. And then he literally the says more. that when they're singing, he's like, you made me miss the big yeah. game. <laughs> when he's singing, you're so vain by him. What's her face? And also, oh, sorry, yeah. how ridiculous is that scene? There's both movies have a scene. Along. Yeah. Of course. Well, that's a, sta- oh, that's a they staple do. of the genre as well. Yeah. But you know Brilliant. what? This is just like, this is, it's scary how much How Lose a Guy in 10 Days is on the radar for me. Cause like I have, you're <laughs> so vain radar? memorized as like. <laughs> as their version. 
you were like, you were like, and then he's just like, it's strategically like, I don't know. I can't explain this, but it's like how she sings this song. for us? You know it really well. The song. Yeah, the way they do it. that much. Maybe the funny one before where she was like. She says like Ben or something. Yeah, wait, what's the bit? Where she's like. All the girls knew they'd be Ben's partner. They'd be Ben's partner. I love that. I reckon someone's going to listen to this and be like, have they had a stroke? Because <laughs> none of that just then made sense. Well, also, so we, us <laughs> three, I'm pointing at Em and He's Meg like, and myself have consistently for the last 20 minutes made one point about how Lisa Mike knows. And Eliza's been like, but this no, and this and no, this and this. No, no. And we're like, yes, but. We just had a remember when time. Time. <laughs> they, they, Literally. And that's just, if that doesn't encapsulate uh, why I am picking I, 10 yeah. things. No. How does it go in 10 days? <sighs> More than anything, it's because of that. Because when yeah. I think about ten things I hate about you, I don't you get don't that get passionate. The same I don't. Yeah. I don't get passionate. I'm not feeling that. I feel like the passion the that M has for this movie. It's really I'm just so on board. It's pretty with. contagious. It's so yeah. contagious. I love yeah, how much I really love this movie. In this house for the last six months. Pretty much <laughs> every <laughs> week, and be like, let's watch this. You are the trip. Like, no, you've got to watch Gone Girl. Oh my god, yes. You are like the extra person that's always at our house. I should say when watching. When watching, um, how losing our days multiple times. I would turn over to Darcy and be like, oh, we're really in strife here. Like, I was just so like, it's you very up in here. Like, I was like, oh, it's very topsy-turvy at the moment. Like, I would right. also argue, this is kind of a different point, kind of, <laughs> that how is a guy in 10 days, the stakes feel higher? No? Yeah. Well, Wait, what about when Julia Styles so is delivering the titular poem, yeah. 10 Things I Hate About You and crying. But I'm also that like, so they could end up not together thing, and they'd okay? still both like be just such solid, the, like, you know. The, like, conflict, the, song the, poem. And the conflict in 10 Things I Hate About You happens and very like, late. Very late. And then it's yeah. resolved in like 10 yeah. seconds. 10 seconds. Like, that, like yeah. the big monologue, I was the like, pacing of where do we go? Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, what, what's going to happen she now? Just kind of and then literally, she goes to the car park and he's like, Hey, and she's like, okay. Oh, and I'm like, oh, so the whole movie leading up to being like, it should be one of those movies where you're like, they're going to find out. Like in She's the Man, you feel that more. In She's yeah. the Man, you're like, they're going to find out she's not a boy. Yeah. Like you feel that. In, in She's all that, you, it's a such a big that. moment when Rachel Lee Cook is like, was I a fucking bet? And like, it's like, oh my God, the girl finding out that the boy is only it's after like her for her, money yeah, or whatever. Yeah. In this movie, it's kind of, you're like, no, the there's such a good couple. Great with that. Yeah. 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 Okay. I guess, like, I reckon more than anything, more than all the points we've made, I love Hailey's Guy in 10 Days. <laughs> and the reason I'm picking it is because Emma Joy for it is so contagious. I'm feeling it too. So I'm just em, so you did, you did what a guest should do. You brought you your brought personal conviction to you. You brought us on board. This is why you guys are Valentine's. Yeah, this Valentine's is why you're my Galentine. Oh, thanks. Aww. I might try and find someone. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> in the meantime, like, I will try and find someone. But no, I'm joking. Of course, we can watch this on Valentine's Day. I don't believe you. I don't like this <laughs> this energy she's bringing. I feel like you're going to go find a boyfriend in the next two weeks. I'm feeling really nervous about it. I just profess my love for you on the podcast. Anyway, which is a pretty public platform oh, to get shut down. Oh, that was yeah, nice. Now that my last name's out there as well, I was going to know. You. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah. what's your pick? Well, <laughs> obviously, yeah, my pick is How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days because I've been advocating for it to be on the podcast yes. since the podcast started. Yeah. Um, I feel like I've finally garnered some respect from the Jansen family for this movie that they would... Oh, you totally did. Yeah, yeah. and I, I feel really Not happy about this. I'm really feeling the passion. I feel like even Eliza is like, oh. She's kind of like, I'm she happy. Hates you were saying she kind before, of agrees. actually, like, I know you were talking about 10 Things I Hate About You, but it's something I hadn't considered that both movies have interesting ideas about what it means to be, like, difficult or, like, undateable as a mm, woman. Yeah. Like, Kate Hudson is making herself this unbearable woman by being too clingy and Kat is the opposite mm. by being, like, the too shrew. Distant, yeah, whatever. yeah. And that does make me uh, no, 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 no. I'm definitely picking 10 Things I Hate About You. I think for its flaws, it's still like a better movie and a more passionate, energised movie and stuff. Probably, but. But we don't care. You're wrong today. <laughs> yeah, I lose. But yeah. is on. You did Eliza, make me think about how to lose guys. Is this loss? I, I think so. Is. Is a, Eliza yeah. always wins. She's always right. Because uh-huh. there's always three well, of us. So it's always happened. like unanimous. No, this was my podcast. 
Haha. Yay. Yay. So happy. I'm wow. Happy. Well done, Hadley's Guy in 10 Days. Mm. Yes. I'm very happy for that film. And for you, Em, well done. Thanks. Good yeah. job. Thanks, guys. So <laughs> now it's time for Triplet in the Attic. Ooh, scary. Ooh. <laughs> Everyone was supposed to do it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> in the attic is a little segment where we each bring to the table a third piece of media it could be another film a tv show it could also be like a meal or like a restaurant it could be whatever you want it to be and it's like a thematic triplet for our double feature noah What's your triplet in the attic this week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we picked these two films, our twin picks this week, as like a little Valentine's Day pairing because we're leading up to Valentine's Day with this episode, I have a playlist on Spotify. Not me. Oh I found it oh. on Spotify. Imagine if I made I was it. Like, plug yourself. Disgusting. No, um, for the okay. board game Fog of Love that we have played before uh, that like I... because That's like been a previous triplet. Yeah, no, yeah. it's... Yeah, yeah. It's been a previous triplet and I always like to have themed music for my board games. Yeah, I like and that. And I found this uh, uh, playlist called Romantic Comedy Thesis Playlist. It only has 710 followers. It's by... Jahan Madhani, sorry if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly, and I literally just play it for everything else in my life now because it is the best. Here's a little selection. I'm just going to read down the first few. It must have been love. Signed, sealed, delivered. Ain't Mm. no mountain high enough. Everlasting love. It had to be you. Jump for my love. God only knows. You get the vibe. Just I know what I'm saying. Really, but it's like (laughs) if if that's not what you want to have listening. Like, have on during the week leading up to Valentine's Day. I don't know. I don't know what You're it is. You're just a sad loser exactly. who doesn't love anyone. You don't deserve Basically. the love that this playlist would give you. So, yeah. you so romantic yeah. comedy thesis playlist. That, that's it for Good this job. week. That's cute. My triplet is another rom-com that's like people making a bet about falling in love with each other. They're also journalists, again. It's Down With Love, directed by Peyton Reed. I think oh. it's so underrated. Like, so underrated. We used to watch that a lot. Renee yeah. Zellweger, Ewan McGregor. I love Ewan. They have Amazing. a lot of chemistry. Mm. Yeah, and like I think because it's, well. a, it's a real like bald pastiche of 1960s like sex comedies mm. and so it can lean into like the ridiculousness of like rom-com plots by being like taking it just like to up to 11. Like the, cat, like the plot on is crack. so convoluted. Yeah. <laughs> and at the end, Renee Zellweger delivers like a two-minute long unbroken monologue in like one shot yeah about her like crazy turban on the guy she's wearing a really hot turban (laughs) and like it's just so ridiculous and it somehow like really makes fun of rom-coms and like the stupid conventions of like each partner like having their friend that like backs them up and then they become like the b couple in the movie (laughs) and like it's still you still kind of fall for it and you're still like oh i want them to get together which is like (laughs) witchcraft it's so cool (laughs) yeah great Really good choice. I really like that one. Good job. And what's yours? Um, Mine is also a movie. I don't know if you'd call it a rom-com. Actually, you definitely would. Clueless. (laughs) Um, Yes. I mean, for obvious reasons, it's kind of similar. I almost feel like um, Cher, Cher, however you say it, whatever, um, could like be Bianca or like a young Andy, like Mm. in an alternate universe. Mm. Like Mm -hmm. it just feels really like. Like, it's so fun to watch. The jokes are so smart and, like, still, like, really funny. Yeah. Um, And like Eliza was saying, it's really tight writing. Yeah, it's it's really good. Probably, like, genuinely my favourite Shakespeare adaptation. It's not Shakespeare. It's Jane Austen. (laughs) Oh, well, all I'm saying. (laughs) You tried to tell me that it was Shakespeare. I did. I told you it was Shakespeare. I thought it was. I thought it was. No, that's not true, man. Maybe no one told you that. Oh, well, well, you know what I mean, me. like yeah. how all those like literary in, like, into teen. Yeah. You turn a literary classic into a teen. This is not yeah. like yeah. a fun English teacher in year nine is like, we're going to watch a movie for, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah, she's yeah. It's the film equivalent of Clueless. English teachers being like, Shakespeare can be cool and like yeah. rapping yeah. to be or not to be. Yeah, yeah that's cool. And it works. Yeah. It works. Wow, good one. Well, my um, triplet in the attic this week is kind of in sort of like a, the polar vein to your suggestions. Mm. Mine is a film directed by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who funnily enough is in 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, it's written yes. and directed by him. It's called Don John. And if we're talking about 10 Things I Hate About You and Hell is a Guy in 10 Days as films that speak to what women like 
um, are attracted to in romantic relationships and they're like, you know, hyper-exaggerated, like the hyper, like hyper, pretty much is the idea of like romance on crack, like in these <laughs> films, then Don John is like that equivalent for men. It just talks about like the interplay between like masculinity and masculine sexual- sexuality and how it is like born from gross porn that just completely mm. neglects any feminine experience. It's um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, it's Scarlett Johansson and it's funny but it's also like pretty real and I think it's a really good first attempt at directing mm. and yeah I think it it doesn't necessarily suit these films like actually watching them back to back but I think mm. in like thesis they kind of work together yeah well I think that's a good point that we've talked about how both of these films we talked about to, like today we would much prefer if they kind of um got into the nitty-gritty of what it's kind of randomly throwing in the air about gender and yeah. like those stereotypes and like Don John's a film that like does it's interrogate really those direct more. about it. Yeah. yeah. And they have like a fake rom com in it, don't they? Yeah. 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 The whole it's one of those movies that's all like, I hate rom coms, blah. Yeah. And then like, yeah. Breaks down, like breaks it all down. It's really good. Good one. Whoa. Wow. I love that. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you had a good time or if you had a horrible time, <laughs> please um, let us know. We love any feedback that we get from you guys. You can get in touch um, by leaving us a review wherever you're listening from or on Instagram or Facebook or you're welcome to email us at twinpixpodcast at gmail.com. We also love getting suggestions or questions. Um, yeah, lies. Do you want to talk about Rough Cut? Yeah, I don't know much to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, roughcutfilm.com has a great number. movie writing on it. And it's our one-year anniversary now. How oh, cute it's so exciting. Oh, really? That's yeah. so cute. Yeah. Aww. So if you guys are looking for more film discussions by yes. young people, that the one. head great over place there. And did you have a, like, well a fun done. time? Such a fun time. Was it too stressful? Just stuff to plug? Do you have anything yeah. cool coming um, up in your life? Anything cool coming up in my life? No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you what so much. Guys what are you going to do on Valentine's Day, do you reckon? Oh, I don't know. We could do something really cute. We should do something cute. We could make little pizzas and love hearts. Oh. We could do another picnic or something. Oh, let's That's go for really a picnic. Cute. We That's went on a picnic really a couple nice. of weeks ago and we got locked in the botanical gardens. Yeah, it was very wholesome. It was Wait, because so you were there really late or something? Well, yeah. yeah. Who knew it shuts the sunset? I like there's a movie in Not that. me. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> like a couple and they go on a bad date and well, they're yeah. stuck in the garden and they're walking around. Maybe that's you the movie. You should ride it, Eliza. Uh, it's a bit thin. All right. I'm being so harsh on you. I called you a dumbass and then I'm like rejecting your screenplay idea. I'm so sorry. It's a good idea. I'm just optimistic. I'm just doing my best here. We can do it again and let you know if anything like more yeah. substantial <laughs> happens when you're locked right. in the garden. Can one of you have like a secret or something that you like don't want to tell the other one and then it comes out? That we'll work on it. In the gardens? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll work on it. That would be great. Wow. I'm well, so excited for this all to happen. <laughs> and if you want to watch uh, some movies to be caught up for next week's episode, oh, yeah. uh, it's going to be a little bit of a breakfast rise and shine early double rise feature. And shine. with. <laughs> <laughs> with uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's and The Breakfast oh. Club. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Do see you then. See you then. I mean, he, yeah, see you then. Okay. That works. <laughs> yes. Thanks. Bye. Happy Valentine's Day. You Valentine's walked Day. into the party <laughs> like you were right. Oh, you missed, made me miss the big game. <laughs> That's literally what he said. <laughs> he worked it into the loop. I was trying to make it work. <laughs>